You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Welcome into the Braves postcast once again as we come to you after yet another Braves win. They only seem to do this on days that end in Y, and they've been at it for 14 consecutive games now as the Braves now have the longest winning streak in Major League Baseball this year and their longest since 2013. And we got a lot of good stuff to talk about here on the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani. We're going to get into all of it. We'll talk about Spencer Strider's great start, more great offensive uh, exploits, if you will, up and down the lineup. And, of course, we'll get you ready for the Braves and Cubs. We'll be battling it out at Wrigley Field this weekend. Before we do that, I want to invite you to subscribe on YouTube to Locked On Sports Atlanta. Go ahead, hit that button to get those alerts enabled so you'll be notified every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Well, Jake, as I said, another day, another win. The Braves continue to roll. It was Spencer Strider dominating on the hill. It was the Braves' offense coming to life to get him some runs early and tack on some runs late. Another sweep and 14 straight wins. I don't know. We may run out of great things to say about this club because they just keep on keeping on. Yeah, they made three errors in this game. So, you know, you want to look for something bad to say, but 14 in a row. I mean, as a fan, just enjoy the ride. This does not happen very often. Been almost a decade since the Braves have done it. So uh, just enjoy what the Braves are doing right now. It's a great stretch of games for them, obviously. And winning is always fun. Winning is very fun. And when you've won the most consecutive games of any club in the season, that I would say is a pretty good way to punctuate that statement. And also for the Braves, it's been a pretty good way to climb back into the National League East race as they've won 14 in a row and the Mets have not been able to quite keep that pace as not many clubs will. And all of a sudden, a deficit that stood at 10 and a half games in the NLE standings when June 1st rolled around is down to four games after the Mets lost to the Brewers on this night as well. So we'll get into that a little bit more, but let's go ahead and look at the line score for this game. Game number 64 for the Braves, the finale of a three-game set in Washington as Atlanta broke out the brooms and swept the Nationals. Braves now 37 and 27, eight runs, 14 hits, three errors, 11 men left on base. Nationals now 23 and 42 on the season, two runs, four hits, no errors, seven men left aboard. Spencer Strider with a career high 11 strikeouts, three and two now on the season, a dominant performance from him as he continues to shore up the back end of the Braves rotation. Eric Fetty takes the loss, drops to four and five on the year. No save in a game that lasted three hours and 27 minutes and a crowd of 21,153. We're on hand to see it, and they saw three more Braves home runs. Not five on this night, but three will certainly do. Two from Austin Riley. He's got 18 on the year. Orlando Garcia hit his third as well. So let's start out with the guy who started things out for the Braves, Jake, because we have enjoyed talking about Spencer Strider all season long. We were wondering when and if he was going to get the opportunity in rotation. We got our answer there. His fourth start, undoubtedly the best of his young career. Five and two-thirds innings, one hit. It was a solo homer. He was charged with two runs, a couple of walks, 11 strikeouts, and the pitch count, 106 on this night. I would say he is rounding into form in the best possible way for the Braves right now. Yeah, you mentioned it, 106 pitches. I mean, he is showing that he can go deep into games. He's stretched out. 100.2 mile-per-hour fastball in the fifth inning. He was at 97, 98 in the sixth inning. 24 swings and misses. I'm pretty sure that's the most the Brave starter has had all year long. 12 on the on the four seam, 10 on the slider, only threw four changeups, just didn't need it. Was just dominating with the fastball and slider. 
a combination of 36 swings and misses and called strikes in this game. He lost a no-hit bid in the fifth inning on that home run that you mentioned. Impressive to me. He comes right back after that and strikes out the next batter on three pitches. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, just an amazing start for Spencer Strider, who it looks like is just getting better each time he goes out there. You know, some of my keys for him were the command and efficiency. You know, check that off. I know he had the two walks, one of those coming in his last inning. But for the most part, he commanded the strike zone all night long. You go back and look at those strikeouts. Most of them are are in the strike zone, but on the edges in good places. So a very good command of his pitches. And yeah, it's just exciting to see what he continues to do. And who knows, could be the rookie of the year. I think he's certainly got to be up there at this point. Yeah, he's making a case. And all of a sudden, the Braves have a couple of candidates as far as that's concerned. Spencer Strider, we got Michael Harris, who extended his hitting streak to eight games in this one. But to finish off our thoughts on Spencer Strider, yeah, I mean, when you are doing the things that he was doing on this night, the couple of walks I can live with because you're not allowing very many, if any, hits. And three total base runners, one of whom circled the bases on that solo home run in the fifth. And really that walk in the sixth inning was the only thing that kept him from finishing off that frame. But if you're going to finish with a flourish, he he did exactly that. Punching out Nelson Cruz, got him swinging on the fastball for the final hitter that he faced in the game. And I feel like, you know, if you needed a punctuation mark or an exclamation point, on this outing for Spencer Strider, he certainly gave you that. Again, the career-high 11 strikeouts for the Braves' rookie right-hander who improves to 3-2 and two on the year. We'll talk about what went right for the Braves' offense here in a moment. I want to let you know, though, to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, Locked On Sports listeners, get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more. And this podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. Use the code LOCKEDON. That is code LOCKEDON. Every order is insured, ships free, arrives in discreet packaging, and won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today. Uh, the Braves' offense got some, I would say, much-needed power in the form of Austin Riley, who had been a little bit quiet in this series, but he went ahead and reminded the Washington Nationals he's a dangerous hitter as well. Three for five, he got an infield hit, and then he blasted two home runs, knocked in four runs on the day, scored a couple of runs as well, and uh, you wanted to see Austin Riley get into the act, and we got to see a bit of that in the finale. Yeah, you mentioned it. Hitless in his last three games, hitless in four of his last five games and breaks out in this one. And Ronald Acuna Jr., just one for his last 17, just one hit in this series. Again, it's what we've kind of talked about the last couple of games. It's, you know, everybody up and down the lineup is is hitting right now, but you're t- your best player at the top. And when that happens and you still score 27 runs in a series, 37 hits, 13 home runs, that just tells you that it's not just one guy needed to carry this offense. It's because top to bottom, one through nine, you have guys now who are capable of carrying a team. You look at Orlando Arcia inserted into the lineup with Ozzy Albies out. It goes four for four with a walk. And it's just, you know, what we thought this offense could be clicking top to bottom. And, you know, what we didn't see earlier in the year where, you know, it was just Riley and Olsen and Ozuna getting done at the top and nobody at the bottom doing anything. And then we went through a stretch where it's everybody at the bottom and nobody at the top. And then we went through a stretch where it was nobody except for maybe Dansby Swanson. So, yeah. you know, now you're at a point where, again, if Acuna's having an off game, an off series, if Riley's having a, an off night, then Arcia can pick you up. Contreras can pick you up. Michael Harris can pick you up. Dancy's been picking everybody up for for two months now mm-hmm. and it's just that type of order that type of lineup that the Braves have where you know you're not so dependent on one or two guys because if they're not going then you know somebody else can pick up the slack 
Yeah, and that's a beautiful thing, and that's what we really expected out of this Braves lineup. When you looked at it and put all those pieces out there, you thought, well, this should be a very complete lineup, a very powerful lineup, and one that's going to score a whole bunch of runs. That just wasn't the case, at least not on a consistent basis for this Braves team until they ended up going on this 14-game winning streak that has them uh, climbing in the standings and finally looking like the defending World Series champions and a club that has eyes on doing that again. You mentioned a big night from Orlando Arcia, who was 4-4 four for four with another home run. Michael Harris, the second, an eight-game hitting streak now with a couple more hits for him. Also drew some walks. He scored some runs, knocked in a couple of runs. He has been doing things every single day that have helped the Braves win a baseball game. And it's great to see that toward the bottom of the order. He, along with Arcia, can you know, set the table for the top of the order. And you did win a game 8-2 to two on a night that Ronald Acuna Jr. goes 0-6. for six and in a series where he was not the focal point of the Braves lineup. But as you mentioned, you're going to need contributions all through the order, and hopefully Ronald Acuna Jr. can just flip that switch, enjoy that off day on Thursday, and be a big part of beating up on the Chicago Cubs because that is what's right around the corner for the Braves. Let's talk about this winning streak a bit. I mentioned it was a 14-gamer that matches the 2013 club for the longest that the Braves have had in the last decade. Next up, is a 15-game winning streak that the 2000 Braves put together. That's the modern record for the Atlanta club. The overall franchise record, you got to track this thing all the way back to 1891 and the Boston Bean Eaters, who had an 18-game winning streak. So we're talking about, oh, 131 years in three different cities if you want to catch up with that club. But if the Braves want to do it, they're in place. I mean, they're closer than they were when this winning streak started because they have just not stopped, and they're already – you know, seeming to just check off box after box after box of the best winning streaks that this club has ever seen. Yeah, and it's fun to watch. Again, we talked about it at the top, just what they're doing in the ways that they're doing it. I mean, you got the offense in this series, obviously carrying the way, scoring 27 runs, and you've had some nights where they've had to win games 4-2, and it was the pitching <laughs> that carried them. So, you know, just so many different ways to win right now. And that's what the Braves are doing. They're finding different ways to win. Obviously, the home runs, again, were big in this series. But we've seen games where, you know, they only scored five, four or five runs and didn't have the home run ball going. So, yeah, hopefully keep it up. And this is a stretch of game we talked about. It was crucial. If they were going to get back in this NL East race, they had to take advantage of this 29-game stretch. And I would say they have done that. <laughs> Yeah, and they can wrap it up big time over the weekend in Chicago. They are going to face some tougher competition with the Giants and Dodgers lurking on the schedule when they get back to Truist Park. But the Braves have done exactly that, Jake. They have taken advantage of the schedule in order to get themselves back in the race in the NL East. And now the Mets should be feeling like, hey, we have less than 100 games to go, but obviously there's a lot of baseball left to be played. So this division is not over by a long shot, and we'll see how these clubs and Anybody else that wants to try to insert themselves into the race? Do the Phillies have enough to make it a three-team uh, thing? We'll find out if that is, in fact, the case. But as of right now, with the Mets losing to the Brewers on Wednesday, Braves just four games back of the Mets. And when we flash back to 14 games ago, they were 10 and a half back. That was not a place the Braves ever wanted to find themselves. But, man, they have turned it around pretty quick. And with this win streak, I talked about the 2013 club, the 2000 club. You also look at the 1992 Braves and the 1982 Braves who had four, or excuse me, 13 game winning streaks only about once a decade or so for this Braves club, at least in the Atlanta era, are we seeing this kind of winning streak? So you're watching something special. Definitely enjoy it. The Braves may not be playing the toughest teams in all of baseball, but 
You're supposed to beat these teams, and it's good to see that the Braves are beating them night in and night out. They'll be looking to do that again as they open up a series with the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field on Friday after enjoying an off day on Thursday, and we'll get you set for that after I tell you about Athletic Greens because right now it's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. That's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The Braves will send Charlie Morton to the mound on Friday afternoon at Wrigley Field. Want to see him get on track. We've talked about his ups and his downs that we've seen from start to start. We've seen them inside the start or, or multiple starts all year long where it seemed like, okay, it looks like Charlie Morton's getting back to being who he is. Then you'll kind of try to figure out why some inning went sideways on him again. It just hasn't been the consistency that he's been looking for and that the Braves have been looking for from him. He's coming off another one of those type of starts, six innings, but four runs allowed, but also 12 strikeouts for Charlie Morton against the Pirates last time out. Jake, we've talked a lot about Charlie about every fifth day. What do you think the key is for him getting into and out of trouble, I guess, if you will, against the Cubs and putting up a good start that maybe gets him rolling and contributing to the Braves in a bigger and better way? Yeah, we're just looking for a complete start from Charlie, and it's really a lot of the same struggles that we've been talking about. It's the first inning, and it's getting out of that first inning without giving up any damage or escaping potential damage in that first inning. And we've seen him settle down after that and kind of start to cruise through the middle innings there. And then every now and then he'll run into another hiccup in the fifth or sixth inning. So just looking for a complete outing for him, looking for better command of that curveball. Hasn't been getting as many chases on that and hasn't been able to get it over for strikes very often as well when he needs to. So those are some of the, the keys for Charlie, some of the same keys we've had for four or five starts now, just really looking for him to get it going. Can he put a complete start together from the first inning to the sixth inning or however long he wants to go? Yeah, well, hopefully the Braves will have the option of feeling like Charlie Morton's been rolling through six innings and let him go a little bit further. But yeah, I think a quality start right here for Charlie Morton would be a step in the right direction and getting some more swings and misses the way he did in his start against the Pirates last time out. I don't think the Braves would mind that at all. Again, he's coming off 12 punch outs and a victory over the Pirates last time out. That'll be happening on Friday afternoon at Wrigley Field. Again, it's Charlie Morton. He's 4-3 and three on the year, 567 the ERA. It's crazy to say that. I had to scratch through it a couple of times because I started with a 4 and then realized, hey, this ERA is still well over 5. It's actually approaching 6, and Charlie Morton would like to fix that, and thus I would not have to use quite as much whiteout when I'm getting ready for the show. Be that as it may, they have not announced a starter for the Cubs on Friday, but it will be Charlie on the mound for the Braves, 2.20 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch at Wrigley Field on Friday afternoon, first of a three-game set, all afternoon action. So if you're kind of tired of late nights, well, you'll get to enjoy some day baseball for the next three games. That'll wrap things up for the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, and make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. He's Jake Mastroianni. I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, the Braves with an 8-2 victory over the Washington Nationals, 14 in a row, four games back in the East, and climbing as they continue this road trip in Chicago over the weekend. We look forward to talking to you soon here on the Braves Postcast. And until then, so long, everyone.